my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Foltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, what are we going to review today? So, Dave, we are going back to 1992, and this has been chosen by our Patreon, Alec, and this is Bram Stoker's Dracula. So, Dave, have you ever seen this before? I have not, Chris. I mean, 1992, I am about 16, and to watch this kind of movie, I just wasn't into it at all. Dracula, for me, was always the old Christopher Lee, you know, the Hammer Horror movies, um... And, yeah, there's just something about this. Far too many other things to get interested when you're 16, Chris. <laughs> but, having said that, I mean, there's a few scenes out of this that would have probably uh, sparked my interest had I known they were there. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I just didn't see this. It seemed like a bit of an arty-farty thing. And I just, yeah, just wasn't into it at all. But I knew of it. Of course, it was quite huge at the time. They were promoting it quite a lot on the TV, weren't they? Just advert advertising the fact it was on the cinema. But yeah, just just never ever fancied it. How about yourself, Chris? No, I'm I'm the same as you, Dave. You know me, I'm not a horror fan at all. Even with some of these shoulder fucking inducing scenes that I may have liked when I was a kid, I genuinely wouldn't have watched this. It's not something that I'd have got into at all. So, and I, I agree with you. I remember it being massive at the time. You know, like just it was everywhere because I was about f- same as you. I was about fourteen, going to maybe fifteen, and it was just so uh, there. And I, I, I'm like you, Dracula for me always reminded me of Christopher Lee, Late Night, BBC One, BBC Two, and also even Carry On, the Carry On film where they've got Dracula and like Frankenstein, all that sort of stupid things. So he sorts a lot of the Carry On films. So. <laughs> not a character I was that bothered in. And I'll be honest, actually, Dave, as we're talking, the one person who I remember as Dracula more than anything, there's two, there's Count Ducula, which we used to watch as a kid, but nice. also, Dave, one, ah, 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 two, yeah. ah, ah, Sesame Street. <laughs> so that's probably my main introduction to Dracula as a as a character. But I always thought he was dated then when we were kids. So I don't think... I, I, someone might remake it. And we've seen movies like that. And we've seen TV shows, even with, like, Lucifer and things like that, a different character. But y- you've got to bring them up to the modern age. So this, at the time, was just not in my wheelhouse at all. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because Dracula just... He's almost like a cuddly pop culture character now. I I remember, Chris, at, at kind of junior school, they were doing a, a play. I, I think it was called, like, Dracula Spectacular or something like that. I don't think I ever actually saw it, but I just remember seeing those, like, flyers around the school and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's just... Even in watching the Hammer Horror movies, they weren't scary, were they? <laughs> you know, they, they weren't, like... Fucking uh, Freddy Krueger or, you know, Friday the 13th or anything. So, yeah, it it does feel like we missed the boat on Dracula actually being scary. Yes. 
I agree with that. I agree. And I think, I think what an interesting choice from Alec Dave, because this is something completely out of the... Uh, left field really because I know you've tried to stitch with some horror films and we've done Scream and things like that but this is something I don't think either of us would have picked this and that's the great thing about the Patreons isn't it because we always say that like Two Hands the other week what a great movie we never would have picked mm. that so I'm not saying this is a great movie by the way but I'm just saying what interesting movies we've had to review <laughs> from the Patreons yeah. so I love it no and it feels like I mean the, the cast it's phenomenal, isn't it, really, if you look back. And, and it feels like a movie that I should have watched. And so, yeah, it's good to actually sit down and watch it this time. And uh, I can tick it off that I, I have watched that once. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, on that bombshell, shall we get into our trailer? Let's go. Here occurred the frightening and shocking history of Prince Dracula and the woman he loved. I have crossed oceans of time to find you. Yeah. Dracul. There's a sinister, darker side to him. I find irresistible. Any man with such a passion for life, he is unlike any man. What are you? Vampires do exist. This one we fight, this one we face, can take on many forms. He is both young and old. He can appear as mist, as vapor, as the fog, and he can vanish at will. Oh, my love. The power of his evil desire has no end. You've got to go to him. You've got to love him. She is a willing recruit, a devoted disciple. She is the devil's concubine. Dragon! Join me. In the eternal life. Your salvation is his destruction. Yeah! I want to be what you are. I want to see what you see. I want to love what you love. Take me away from all this Make no mistake, he must be stopped. In 1492, Vlad the Impaler returns from a victory in his campaign against the Ottoman Empire to find his wife, Elizabetha, committed suicide after his enemies falsely reported his death. 
The priest tells him that his wife's soul is damned to hell for committing suicide. Enraged, Dracula desecrates the chapel and renounces God, declaring he will rise from the grave to avenge Elizabetha with all the powers of darkness. And then he stabs the chapel's stone cross with his sword and drinks the blood that pours from it. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie? Well, Dave, I respect... Alec for picking this, I really do and, I, and and obviously there's plenty of my movies that people love to you know, talk about and go what the hell you know, the Burt Reynolds obsession, everything but Alec, <laughs> I've got to say this is fucking terrible <laughs> it's fucking shit it's like when we, we've reviewed the comics in Moses stuff and someone's gone, have you seen this like um, different Lauren version of special what? There's no need for that, Dave, right? <laughs> Have you seen this third world fucking version of Spider-Man or something? You know, it's like on a budget or, or something along them lines. So where it's like on YouTube and you're like... And for me, this is like a comedy. He's got some of the best actors of its time. Andy Hopkins, Gary Oldman's a great actor. I always say about Keanu Reeves, Dave Dota, you give him more than a couple of lines in a movie, you're fucked. It's like Arnie. You know, I love Keanu in The Matrix, one of my favourite films ever. Arnie's one of my all-time heroes. You give him something complicated to talk about, fuck me. And I think you always do the best impression, but we're, we're talking Dick Van Dyke levels of English accent here. <laughs> it is fucking woeful. Keanu Reeves is awful. I don't think we're known a rider's far behind him, but Keanu Reeves is terrible in this movie. Yeah, he gives Keanu <laughs> a few, more than, more than a few lines, and he, he struggles. Get him to do a fucking English accent. <laughs> it's just horrendous. I was just... There's so, some things where he's speaking to the coachman, where he's like, I say... I say, sir. <laughs> just like, oh, come on. It was almost parody levels. And, Chris, I've got to say, the hamminess of the acting and the accents across the board are terrible. Keanu, you know, sits on top of the tree, I think, but he's not on his own. I would say there's only Richard E. Grant and Carrie Elwes who actually pull off the accents. I yes. think fucking Gary Oldman's comedy Dracula accent is terrible. <laughs> Winona Ryder. Anthony fucking Hopkins as Van Helsing. It is horrendous. The, the accents are just terrible. Just play with your own fucking accent. So... Yeah, that that surprised me. But with that said, I do kind of, I do like the premise because old Vlad the Impaler, he was a real guy. You know, he did fight the Ottoman Empire off. You know, they were trying to take over Europe, and he was kind of fighting against them. And at the minute, Chris, I I work with quite a lot of people who are based in Transylvania, and what I didn't know is, you know, prior to the First World War, the uh, uh, Austro-Hungarian Empire was bloody huge. But being a bunch of twats, we cut it all up um, after the First World War. And part of that was to, to carve off the, the Transylvania bit and put that in Romania. But they all speak Hungarian. They're all really Hungarian there. So <laughs> I, I find it fascinating, I, I, the, the history of that particular region because we don't get taught any of that shit in schools do we and basically no, it's no. like the equivalent they've stuck fucking henry henry the eighth as this fucking horror character <laughs> you know, that's <they're> almost similar <laughs> they, 
Vladimir Pale is a fucking legend over there. Uh, you know, and, and we've just in the West, we've turned him into this uh, this creature of the night. So. Yeah, you never saw shit like this in the Hammer Horror movies, did you? You know, where he's he's denouncing God and everything. You've got the blood spurting out the cross. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I quite like the premise. But the accents were terrible. And straight away, that, that just sort of took me out of it. it. It was almost like, oh, what what is it? I think there's one called Dracula Dead and Loving It. With with uh, Leslie Nielsen, <laughs> and it it just reminded me of that. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. It's terrible. <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? I just remember when it, when he's old and he's got the big hair and everything. He just takes it off like a hat. <laughs> it's a stupid thing to remember, but um, yeah, it, it just reminded me of that, that. That it was a pure parody. It is, and, and I think, and that's why I was joking about. You know the the count off Sesame Street because yeah. you've got it, it. Keanu Reeves reminds me of when they do a really over the top exaggerate. I think it said it's your English accent in The Simpsons when it was Simpsons was good and you get an English actor one who just be Dick Van Dyke. Go all right, everyone, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, and it'd be really over the top and if not like that guy. I mean, it wasn't English, but the one who sold the monorail and you'd have like the the guy yeah. at the side, the English guy with like a performing monkey or something stupid. You know, and he'd be have a proper exaggerated English accent. Or on, like, Family Guy. It's like that, and you're right. Gary Oldman's like, Oh, Dizzy is terrible. <laughs> Even though that sounds like Arnie Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but it is really... Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> I will take your blood. I will eat your blood. <laughs> but, but it is because... he. You know, he reminds me of... The, the, and, and, and fair play for 1992, but, but the way that Dracula looks in, like, the later on, you know the Emperor in sort of The Rise of Skywalker, when he, start, mm-hmm. he's fa- he starts coming back to being the Emperor, doesn't he? He's getting the power and raised there at the end. Spoiler alert, guys. And his head just fucking goes massive, doesn't it, like that? He just kept... He, uh, for some reason, I kept thinking, fuck me, he looks like the Emperor. No, it's not <laughs> a knock on this movie, because this was done well before, then 30 years almost before, but... I just think it's terrible, and what you know what got me more than anything is so so we get all this stuff, and we get this back and forth. Keanu Reeves is there; he goes to stay with him, doesn't he? And then it does turn into a proper Chris Phelps. I'm going to throw my shoulder out as a teenager movie because I would have been fucking pulling one off all over this movie as a kid. But Keanu Reeves is having the time of his life. I, uh... Makes you wonder if being a vampire is that bad, doesn't it? (laughs) 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 I'm with you, Chris. I had no idea there were scenes like this in it. But this movie, at certain points, is a bit fucking sexy. So, you know, he he goes there. uh, Like I say, Keanu Reeves goes there. And the bit as well that made me laugh, he's having this kind of civil conversation. Then he says something out of turn. And, you know, uh, Dracula, like, puts a fucking knife up against him kind of thing and starts threatening him. It's like, maybe it's at that point you say, yep, yeah, it's been lovely, thank you very much, I'm going to leave now. Um, but now he sticks around and then, you know, Dracula's brides. I did say this, Chris, I do, I do remember from the old Hammer Horror, you know, some of the uh, Dracula brides were quite saucy. And, uh, yeah, he seems to be getting on a... What, what is it, Chris, when there's like... 
three of them. It's not a menage a trois, is it? It's menage a fucking lucky Frank. bastard. That's what it is. <laughs> Catherine. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll have to drink blood and uh, uh, walk the earth uh, at night. Yeah, it's all right. Come on, let's get it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think, <laughs> I think I don't think it's aged very well as well because some of the scenes in that remind me like, and I don't like these sort of stuff, but like Tales of the Crypt or um, is it Tales of the Unexpected? You know when you, you've got that Vaseline gleam across the screen, you know, like late 80s, stuff like that. I know there were mm. TV shows, but a lot of the settings are really jarring for me. And also like... You know, Winona Ryder's not good in it at all, you know, and I tell you who's bad in it, Dave, and he's a great actor, and I know his stock was massive around this time, but I don't think Andy Hopkins is good as Van Helsing at all. I mean, I love the Hugh Grant movie with Kate Beckinsale, totally different uh, take on Van Helsing. That's a great movie. I think I've only seen it once, but I loved it years ago. Mm. He's fucking rubbish in it, and... Just like I remember sat there thinking, and I wasn't clock watching some of the bits in this movie. My jaw was on the floor. I was like, Holy <laughs> fuck, this movie's held in such high esteem. And I apologize, Alec, because he might be fucking throwing his, <laughs> his fucking phone at the screen yeah. or <laughs> punching his, his mobile as he's listening. Sorry, pal, but I just didn't like it at all. And I, I thought it seems to meander from one thing to another. I, I can't. Not that I can't follow the story, but I'm like, but why? I mean, Keanu Reeves is basically going into the lion's pit, isn't he? You know, like, what he's, and I know he's ageing and stuff, but it's really bizarre. Yeah, but I guess he, he uh, you know, Dracula isn't a thing. That people don't know about vampires and whatever, I guess, at, at this point. But uh, I, I didn't quite follow why he went there in the first place. Um, but then, you know, he's he's kind of going out with Mina who is, you know, basically the reincarnation of Elizabeth. So so yes. you just kind of have to go with that, don't you? You have to believe in reincarnation, not just vampires. Um, but then he seems to be kept, you know, in uh, kept in check. He's like a prisoner there, isn't he? Um, I think... The the thing you say about Anthony Hopkins, I've got I've got to you know reluctantly agree with you. I thought he was crap, but I think it's the accent again. I don't you know Anthony Hopkins is a great great actor, isn't he? So I, I think the fact that I'm just not buying him is probably more to do with the accent than than his particular performance. But I mean, trying not to shit over it completely. I thought the costumes were good, Chris. You know, it, it obviously spent quite a lot of money on this. Um, how much was it? A budget of forty million. Made two hundred and sixteen in the box office. So you know, it's commercial yeah, it's success. Well. And yeah. uh, like you say, with the kind of Vaseline smear over the uh, over the <laughs> lens kind of thing, it, it did look glossy. Um, I tell you what, Chris, uh, the the other bit, as well as Keanu's little bit of action there, uh, the other bit that shocks me a little bit was, um, you know, you have Lucy, played by Sadie Frost, who uh, seems to be betrothed to Lord Arthur Holmwood, uh, played by Carrie Elwes, and she sort of gets gets a bit, you know, hot for Dracula, and then she goes off to meet him, and then uh, you see quite a graphic scene, don't you, where I thought it was a werewolf. 
It looked like a werewolf was shagging her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone somewhere has got a dodgy search history, Dave. I'll tell you. I just wasn't fucking... I, I wasn't, like, expecting it, you know, to for it to be so in your face. But I think it was supposed to be Dracula, wasn't it? Because when, when the what looks like a werewolf shows up, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a whole vampires and werewolves thing. You, you mentioned Kate Beckinsale. I did quite like the um, Underworld series. Yes. Where you've got the, you know, vampires versus the, the werewolves kind of thing. I thought, oh, it's, it's going to go in that direction. But I don't think it did. It just, it was just apparently vampires. Well, I mean, I guess shape-shifting is all part of vampire lore, isn't it? So, you know, it's part of that. Yeah, and and I'd say what made me pissed, Dave. So this is set in like late nineteen hundreds, um, um, late eighteen 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 hundreds, eighteen hundreds. Like the nineteen nineties. <laughs> yeah, sorry, 18, <laughs> late eighties. So what I love is when Gary Oldman, you know, he's a bit, he's got like this long hair and he's dressed. Nobody, none of the men. I was looking in the background. None of the men, and he's on the street there. None of the men are, uh, are dressed like him. And he looks like fucking John Lennon. He's even got John Lennon tinted glasses. <laughs> now, yeah. forgive me, but I don't fucking think they had tinted glasses in the 1897 when this is fucking supposed to be... Thing. I was like, I don't believe this for a minute. There may have been glasses, Dave, of some form, but not fucking John Lennon glasses. And he stands out <laughs> like a sore form. And it's like when Blade levers that cop... In, you know, on the, on the street, and nobody <laughs> yeah. says anything, and he hammers him on the ba- on the on the uh, the bonnet, uh, the boot, sorry, and just twats him up a bit, and then grabs him and sort of kidnaps him, and nobody says anything. Nobody's questioning this guy talking to him and all around. It's like he looks completely different. Them years ago, they literally, I know it's like it is Dracula, but they would have burned him on the stake. They'd have been like, "Who the fuck's this guy? Is he part of the circus?" That's how they thought. Then anyone who was different or extra. Uh, <laughs> You know, extra look a little bit like the child catcher, don't he? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, just... it was fucking creepy as well. So where he um, where he sees, uh, I think he sees Mina, doesn't he? You know, across yeah. the across the room, and he's like, "See me, <laughs> <laughs> see me." <laughs> and it's, it's like the count from uh, Sesame Street. But, um, fucking creepy bastard. Yeah, I agree. He does sort of stand out a bit there. But I think I, I, the, the aesthetic of it, the way it looks, I actually quite like. I, I, I don't think it is bad. Um, and like you say, the people walking around in the background, I, I, I think you just have to get over that as being a, a kind of relic of the 90s. But, yeah, I, I do think that, um, uh, just uh, the way it's shot and everything, it, it looks like an expensive movie, doesn't it? Yeah, that, them sort of scenes do, definitely, I agree with that. And I think, with the story, we get sort of like this, it's towards like the middle tw- three-quarter part, it's a lot to do with Van Helsing, isn't it? So, so Anthony Hopkins and his crew are going round getting people, getting like the vampires, getting the demons, and I love the way that he can reverse things by just saying like, you know, basically prayers, 
he's got the cross, Dave. The cross means everything. I look. I've never. I've never bought that. And I fucking grew up a, a, a Catholic. You know what I mean? So it's like they always used to say that, right? We're going to get a priest in this an exorcism. I know people in my family from Ireland who've got priests in because they think the house is haunted and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't think I believe that for a minute that a priest can reverse that because usually priests are fucking pissed, Dave. Anyway, so it doesn't, <laughs> and that's from my personal experience, but. Not no others, by the way. I'm walking, not saying walking anything. A, <laughs> walking a treacherous road here, aren't we? <laughs> hey, fucking hell, Chris. So, uh, not to go from priest to this, but uh, oh, fucking Boris the twat. You see, he, he pulled out the Jimmy Savile defence. Yes, the other day. I watched it live. That <laughs> fucking dick. It's all right for us to uh, throw in a bit of uh, Savile as a joke, but you don't fucking do that. Like, in the Houses of Parliament. No, no. And I think as well, though, Dave, there has been this sort of... Because I've even... My dad's just so fucking ridiculous. He'll read one article and just go with it. And, look, don't say anything, because you're going to say that's me, I know, but... <laughs> when it, but, but, but this stuff, with, th- that is not true anyway. A lot of people have said that's not even true. He was the one who wanted him prosecuted. But there has been this thing with Starmer un- underneath saying that he, he, he let it all go and everything. Someone somewhere did, because that fucker got away with it for years, didn't mm. he? So everyone knew he was doing it. There's even that Have I Got News For You thing where... He sat there and he even admits to it on camera. Is yeah, yeah, anyway, we, we all look a little bit silly, don't we? There, yeah, you yeah. Know, he, was, he was he was fucking laughing at all of us, but uh, well, no, it just it just reminded me there. Yeah, and one last thing, I know it's a it's a touch subject that, but I told you, my my cousin did the Lands End to John O'Groats bike ride. He's done it twice, and they did it for um, Christie's for cancer research and that. About the first one was about thirteen, fourteen years ago, and when you get up to Scotland, Jimmy Savile lived right next to the. Um, is it? It'd be John O'Groats, won't we, in Scotland? Is it? Um, and and he. he when they're up there, he stands in his window, or you used to, and he'd have pictures with people. My cousin's got a picture, the two of them who were cycling, my uncle, who was like the, the, the guy protects him in the vehicle. And Jimmy Savile said, I, I have a picture, it's fine, comes out. He pulls out a massive katana knife, and he's there with this katana knife above his head. Well, my cousin and that and his mate are absolutely fucked, and he, and he was proper arsey, and this, this was before it all come out, obviously, but that was his last sort of claim to fame. He used to come out and sort of take these ridiculous pictures with people, like he'd done the run, because apparently he never run the marathon. He used to get in a car, he'd start it, run a couple of miles, get in a car, and then you see him at the end. So that was, that was uh, and I don't, I don't even, you know, have to doubt that revelation, because he was an absolute mm. twat, but there you go. <laughs> Bit of a daft story. <laughs> yep, but uh, getting back to Dracula, <laughs> <laughs> which is worse, um, Dave. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like you say, the whole priest thing—that's what caused this whole shit, wasn't it? Yes. You know, the threat of going to hell and everything. Oh, oh Elizabeth was going to be in hell, Chris. You know, Winona Ryder. <sighs> did have a bit of a crush on Winona Ryder around this time. I think she was in lots and lots of things. Um, but, again, the English accent is terrible. But beyond just her performance, the way it's written, basically Dracula, you know, says, you know, how they're long-lost lovers kind of thing. And she just buys it very, very quickly. You know, and he's this creature of the night kind of thing. And it's just, I remember that line, take me away from all this death and it's just like <laughs> oh my god that is so terrible <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking terrible um uh, but yeah I, I just 
I didn't like the way she just bought it. And, like, straight away she's like, all right, let's fucking turn me into a, a vampire then and let's do this. Yeah, because she does, doesn't she? She gets a, And I think you're right. You talk about Winona Ryder, Dave. For me, I always remember in Mermaids with Cher... Uh, Christina Ricci, I think it was. That's a good film with Bob Hoskins. But mm. uh, more than anything, Dave, she's actually related to Richard Maidley, isn't she? Because she loves fucking doing a bit of shoplifting in a time. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I always remember her for. She was tarnished, wasn't she, for robbing some fucking Prosecco from his shop. But, but no, I think you're right, like, joking aside. It, it goes a bit off. And like you say, all of a sudden, she's just like, fuck it. Come and bite me. Come and have some of this. And, and Van Helsing's there, isn't he? And he's, he's trying to... And I say Van Helsing reluctantly, Dave, because Anthony Hopkins is terrible. Even he gets the fucking snogger, doesn't he? Which is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. You know, he puts a fucking 50p coin on her head and that sort of brings her out of a stupor. You know, she's had this bite on her. Um, yeah, I, I found it really difficult to follow the story at the end. I must admit, that last third of the movie was difficult. And every time we see Keanu Reeves, he's getting fucking greyer and greyer, Dave. I think he's about as grey as me by the end of the movie. But he doesn't look any older. He's still that yeah, young... Yeah. What is he, about 25 here or something like that? He's still 25, but with an absolute, like, proper Gary Lineker levels of grey. Proper grey. So yeah. I, he keeps popping up in the movie all the time. I just kept thinking with him, Dave. I know it's bad. I keep, and I love Mary Poppins as a girl. You can come up through the... They're going, step in time, step in time. <laughs> fucking chimney sweep or something like that it's just <laughs> silly it's a really silly movie and i don't buy anthony hopkins because he must have been about late 40s 50 he doesn't even look like he could go toe-to-toe with dracula he just looks like a an old guy who's just i don't know it just doesn't he doesn't sit well with me at all you know in, in the sounds of the lambs he's the ultimate one of the greatest baddies ever some of the mm. greatest lines but in this this is literally riding off that reputation of that movie i think yeah, I, I keep harping on about it, but I, I do think it's the accents. You know, yes. we know what these people sound like. Um, I, I mean, you have to say, though, bloody old Keanu Reeves, good-looking bloke. But like oh, you say, you can't yeah. just stick a... Uh, you know, this is like peak Keanu Reeves, isn't it? You know, and uh, you can't just stick some grey hair on him and say, look, he's aged. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I've got to agree with you. I found the last sort of act a bit tricky to follow. And I don't know if it's because it was tricky to follow or I was just kind of like, you know what, I'm not really into this. I, I'm not honestly enjoying it. it I, I kind of know how it's going to end. You know, Dracula's going to either die or, or like look like he's dead, but then it's going to be like, oh, is he really dead? Yeah, And I was just like, oh, yeah, I, I'm not buying it i tell you the other thought that i had though chris is i don't know whether it's the original novel i've never actually read that or it's just this movie but all i kept thinking was were the victorians just massively fucking sexually repressed in fact i think i know the answer to that but basically this this whole kind of story and the way it's acted out particularly with uh oh what's her name the sadie uh frost character lucy yeah you know she when she's turning to be a vampire she's basically having an orgasm on the bed chris (laughs) 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 and it's all i was trying to think like is vampirism like some kind of thing to ward off 
you know, is it a cautionary tale to like, you know, it's it's like vampirism is like an STD kind of thing. It's like don't have sex, you know, or or invite these tall, dark, handsome men into your room or whatever because basically they'll suck your blood. And I I don't know. It just it, it was a lot more sexual than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that, and I think. I, <sighs> It's, it's almost like you watch stuff like I've seen stuff you know Sam, Sam loves all these period dramas and that, but you watch stuff on like Henry VIII Dave now Henry VIII as we know he created the Church of England because he couldn't get remarried he wanted to get married to I think it was Catherine of Aragon or whoever it was his second wife and he created the Church of England because the Catholic Church won't recognise him getting remarried now when you see the pictures of him that bloke was not in good health. He looked like a little stump, didn't he? I'm not saying he couldn't get any because of the power, but whenever you watch the shows, he's a young, fit lad. He's, and I'm sure at some point he may have been getting his action. Elizabeth, the stuff on Elizabeth, she was supposed to be awful person, but when you watch him on these things, I know they've got to glamorise him. They're, they're absolutely fucking sex mad, aren't they? It's like. Mm. I don't even know if he even should say this, Dave, but. Um, I <laughs> remember watching a. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell, right? I remember watching a <laughs> movie. On. I was about 15. I may have been handed it from my cousin, a VHS day that I did sort of keep <laughs> hidden under my bed, um, you know, in my secret compartment of, you know, shall we say, extra curricular movies. And <laughs> at my, they, I was obsessed with this movie where they were in the sort of 1800 stuff. You know, when you have the bus days on and they've got like the proper. Um, what they called um, where they pull them in the bloody uh, they pull the waist in what they called Dave um, oh corsets corsets you know and the, and the boobs are all like massive and just yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I was obsessed as a kid with this this fucking thing so I, I remember watching an RTL special when mum and dad went to bed and they were um, you know making sure <laughs> that my brothers and sisters didn't come down so I had all bases covered in case you heard that creak on the stairs and it was the <laughs> you know the lady hosing outfits I was always obsessed oh, yeah, with, yeah. with that girl in National <laughs> Lampoon's European Vacation. Well, this is what Helga would have been wearing, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I imagine. Definitely Helga. This is where this comes from. <laughs> <laughs> it was an RTL one. Like a softcore call one about 11 at night, and Helga's there with the bus, the proper corset on, the lady hose, and I was... Da- so that was my thing. So I used to be like, oh, this is fan-fucking-tastic, Dave. But when you go to these <laughs> countries, no one wore them. But there you go. Anyway, this is nothing to do with Dracula, but I agree that... They were always depicted as that they had nothing else to do other than fucking shag. That's that's all these and everything around them was like, let's have threesomes, foursomes, like you said, whatever. And then it was like, oh, in fact, let's just bite a few people as well. I don't understand that direction of it. It's all that sort of lust in it, that carnal lusting of I'm going to bite mm. you in the neck, but I'm going to give you a good fucking scene to before I do that. I found that really weird, and it's almost like a cop out because there's not a lot of story to the movie. Not a lot that's original, is yeah. there? I mean, like I say, with all the Hammer stuff, I guess, you know, it's just like modernising that, isn't it? Yeah, 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 um, exactly. And, you know, you get an all-star cast, you're guaranteed a box office return. So, look, I, I think, and I've seen a few comments out there uh, already, just w- we'd mentioned, like, on the Comics in Motion uh, Discord chat, we we sort of said that we we were doing this. I think a few people were saying they really like this. I think there's a lot of people who have good memories of it. 
IMDB yeah. gives it 7.4. So that is that is probably in the upper echelons of movies that we've watched, Chris. So <laughs> I, I guess it's just... There's two things. It's not really our sort of movie. You know, it's basically a period drama with a bit of vampirism in it. Yeah. Um, and also, we're watching a movie that is now... 30 fucking years old <laughs> for That's the true. first time you know 1992 it's 2022 now so you know these couple of things on their own it's, it's going to be very rare isn't it we go back and we watch something like this so if it was like set in modern day modern day being 92 and uh, you know it was something gritty and we were watching it for the first time then it it, it could hold up but having the whole fantasy kind of supernatural element to it it just it just hasn't aged well for me yeah i'm with you dave i'm with you so dave have you got any more to talk about here or do you want to get into the scores let's go Hey there guys, this is Editor Dave, just popping myself in here. Um, it seems in our excitement, we completely forgot to score Bram Stoker's Dracula. So, what we thought we'd do is we'd do it retrospectively. Now, Chris is busy having a well-deserved break, so he is, though, joining us from poolside. So, are you okay over there, Chris? I'm alright, our kid. Nice one, nice one. So, Chris, would you like to share your thoughts on the movie? Dave. This film was fucking shit, right? Keanu Reeves, he's basically like Ronaldo. I love him, but you stick him in the wrong role and he's rubbish. <laughs> All right, you got me. That wasn't the real Chris. But here is the real Chris, actually from Poolside. Well, Dave, I think that Dracula was the biggest load of shit I have seen in a long time. The acting was hammy, the accents were even worse, and it had no story. And how the hell it's had the praise it has, I do not know, but it was fucking dog shit. So for me, it's going all the way to the bottom, older on, never want to see it again. I'm sorry, I know it was a pick, but it's fucking awful. So there you go, that's my opinion. Now, probably sticking to form... I'm not going to be quite as harsh as Chris is there, but I do not think it was a good movie at all, which you probably gathered from the main episode. I, I just think you, you probably had to watch this one at the time. I could see how, you know, if you've grown up on those uh, Hammer Horror Dracula movies, that this is something a little bit different, a little bit more adult, and if it just caught you at that right time, I can see how it'd have a soft spot in your heart. But having never watched it, uh, and having no nostalgic connection to this movie, I just don't think it's very good. I think Chris is spot on there with saying that the the acting is not great from some fantastic actors as well so i can only put it down to the direction and the accents were just horrendous across the board um and, and it just really takes you out of the movie i think gary oldman is probably the only one who really stands out for me who uh you know it, it was a fairly iconic role for him 
and so he, he probably uh, elevated himself to a, a different level around that time. So, yeah, I think for me, it, it's not quite an Alderaan, but it is an Elm Street, uh, just not one of my favourites. So it, it just is what it is. I'm glad I watched it, but I don't think I'll be watching this again anytime soon. Now we'll hand you back to the main episode. So, Dave, I'll go first. Again, big thanks to Alec. You know, whatever you're thinking of, we appreciate you you're suggesting this one, mate. It's, it's been a, an experience anyway, and I hope you've enjoyed this one. So... If you want to support us, guys, like Alec, get over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. If you want to follow us on social media, at VHS Strikes Back. And if you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. We have got an email, which we're going to read out in a second, but I just want to thank all our patrons first. So, roll call of honour is Mr. Tony Farina, Brent from the Cinema Chat Podcast, John Hammond, Blake, Maths, Jax, Herb, Lucky Lulu Green, Kent Gustafson, Dylan, Heath, Matt Bates, Carl, Mark Pearson, Paul, Alec, and Tim. So thank you very, very much, guys. I really appreciate it. Now, Dave, we had an amazing email, didn't we? Yeah, and we don't often get them uh, in for the VHS, but we, and when we do, we always forget to read them out as well. (laughs) (laughs) But occasionally, you know, we'll get them and we'll remember to read them out. So thanks to everyone who's ever emailed in and we've just been shit and forgot about it. Um, But it always is absolutely fantastic. And I think, well, actually, I'm going to keep my powder dry. I'll, I'll let you read the email out and we'll discuss it a bit after that. Okay, mate. Well, this one is from Matt Green, and it just simply says, What a podcast. Hi, guys. Just wanted to send you a message regarding the VHS Strikes Back podcast. Gotta say, guys, it's the best podcast out there. God, we're grooving, Dave. Listen to you guys all day at work. Got a bit of a backlog to catch up on, as I have only just discovered you both, but keep up the amazing work. Top banner from from you both, too. You have me in stitches every time the mention of... Lauren Avedon <laughs> comes up being a big fan myself, so I can totally relate. See, Dave, Matt's my type of guy. He understands. <laughs> Listening to you guys brought back so many fond memories. I've even spent £42 on a blockbuster scented candle. Where the hell is that, Dave? We need to get that. Just to be yeah. back in the 90s on my N64 and life was good again. Ha ha. Cheers, guys, and good luck. And looking forward to hearing more content from you, Matt. Well, Dave. That is an amazing email. Absolutely brilliant. It is. It is fantastic. And, you know, we sometimes forget, don't we? Because we do this for fun. And if basically it was only me and you listening, uh, I think we'd still do it. Uh, But it's just fantastic to get feedback back like that. And um, I'm sure, you know, there's other people who listen to it, you know, and get five minutes in and (laughs) like, fuck this shit. Yeah. but it's great, you know, to, to get those new listeners. We, we've we never kind of aggressively promoted VHS Strikes Back, have we? No. You know, but, you know, the, the download numbers, I, I, of all the different podcasts that we do, you can see that there's a steady trend upwards. So if we go back right from episode one, you can see that it's trending upwards and upwards 
Um, which none of the other podcasts, like, like the reality one is, is the one we get the most downloads. But we always get spikes when certain series are going on. And then when they finish, it, it tails off again, doesn't it? Whereas this is just, you know, more people just kind of accidentally discover us and then kind of stick around. And I, I just find that so humbling, but, uh, pretty awesome. No, it's amazing. Honestly, it really is. You're right, Dave. Because we get a lot of emails with the reality one, and I've had some recently, and most of them are just abusing me because of my big gob. So that... Oh, that last episode, that, that tickled that was amazing. me for you about f- a week. Yeah, you, <laughs> and that's the thing, you love it, because I'm such a big gob, as, as everyone knows. It's just that, fucking Chris, you shut your mouth, and you just piss... As soon as we get an email, I always get that text. Oh, mate, we've had an email in the... I'm like, oh, fuck off, I know it's coming. You might want to have a look at it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never get abuse, and I do. I always get... I'm sure. I'm sure I did. did. Yeah, you did, actually. Yeah, someone had a right pop at you, actually. Sorry, we was one, but... I can't remember what that was about. Well, I read it out, and it was glorious, Dave. It's the only time when I was pissing myself, and I didn't get it. It was usually me, Big Gob, because I'm so um, ridiculous with some of my uh, statements. But no, it's so humbling, guys, honestly. Uh, I'll tell you what it was, Chris. Right, so brief tangent. Right, The Bachelor franchise. It's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Yes. And we kind of... We, uh, I guess our niche is we watch this shit, but we mercilessly take the piss out of it while simultaneously kind of loving it as well. Whereas yes. if you listen to a lot of the podcasts, it's just about how great it is and they're celebrating it. Whereas we're like, this is fucking nonsense. And one of the most ridiculous things about that franchise is basically you've got one dude and then a harem of women. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what, what they do? Because there's a, there's quite a strong kind of uh, religious influence over you know the people who are on it, the production of it, and everything. And you know what they'll say is, oh, one of my uh, non-negotiables, one of my um, uh, things, you know, red flags or whatever, is cheating. I, oh, if there's cheating involved, I just think it's the most despicable thing in the world. And then they have a bit of a snog, and then he goes off and fucking snogs some other woman, and it's like, oh yeah, cheating. And I think the the email, and I was calling this out, and the email was like, it's ridiculous. This is the Bachelor rules. <laughs> 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 Something like that. So, you know, I, I, even the one bit of abuse I had, I, I'm not sure. I'm not fucking having it, Chris. You know, I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't just go. I mean, you're very good at diffusing the situation, but if you do, um, most of the people who listen to VHS are never going to listen to the reality one. But if you go back <laughs> and listen to the last uh, Bachelor episode that we did, so Chris and Dave's reality TV cast, just fast forward it right to the end, and it is one of the most glorious emails I think that has ever been committed to the internet. <laughs> I think, is it, is it episode three of The Bachelor? Series 26, episode three is the oh. last one we've done, I think. Or episode, let me investigate. I'll it's, investigate it's right now. Because cause as we record this, we'll probably have done another one, won't we? So it's just oh, in case We're someone... a bit ahead on this one, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. So oh, let, let me investigate. I'll tell you right now uh, when it is. Uh, episode four. So it's Bachelor, season 26, episode four. And it's entitled, We Hit the Gridiron for Some Shrimps. So... <laughs> <laughs> don't ask guys just listen to the end bit if you want to listen to me getting absolutely roasted but there you go 
Amazing, twice. twice. Yeah, twice. You and you fucking Guardiola. piss yourself laughing because the reason that's come about <laughs> is we've got, you know, a mutual friend, haven't we? Lauren chatting to us inchy in social media and we have a, we call frenemies so she's always going for me and she's always being you saying like, you know, I wish Chris wouldn't speak or I wish you wouldn't interrupt her and she's always giving me abuse and they've alluded <laughs> that the abuse I got on episode three of someone calling me out, I thought it was Lauren because it usually is Lauren, she usually jumps on me and gives me a right and says, you're wrong there, you don't know anything and she gives me a right load of abuse and then it wasn't even Lauren and I went at her at the end dinner going, Lauren and she <laughs> He's one of our Patreons as well. And you were like... And no, the I, we- I, I, think, I don't even think you called her out by name. No, I did. It's obvious. I did. You, oh, did you? On the oh, Patreon right, right, bit, right, I went, okay. oh, and thank you, Lauren, like that. And you, at the end, you went, oh, you, right, you, okay. you do know, Chris, it was a Lauren. After we recorded, as only a fucking mate would do, and I'm like, you bastard, you absolute bastard. I knew it was coming. It's like, the bit that I always think it to, or the, or the reference... I always think back to Porky's, you know, when the the whole shower scene and the one guy's got his fucking knob through the the shower (laughs) and his mate's like, oh, yeah, yeah, wait there, you know, she's coming for it. Oh, she's almost there. (laughs) (laughs) It just reminded me of that, to be honest. It's like, yep, I'm not saying anything here. But then, Chris, it all revolves around your hatred of this particular host, Caitlin, because that was the original thing. You, You were going after her for a couple of episodes. And then someone from South Africa just absolutely fucking launched for you. And and we've we've had like cutting emails on the reality cast, like I say, because of the way we approach it, we take the piss out of it. Um but and normally it finishes off with, you know, with all of that said, I love what you do and, you know, keep up the good work, but don't do whatever I've just lambasted you for. But not this one, Chris. This one just kept going. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have to listen to it again myself. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, anyway, on that bombshell, Dave, what have we got next week, my friend? Excellent question. Chris, we have got one of my favourites going back in the day. Because, uh, you know, certain films, they just, they're made almost for you in that time. And this one was a movie that kind of spawned out Saturday Night Live. We didn't really know these household names before, but uh, being that Gen X kind of rocker uh, back in the day, I, I just absolutely love this. And this is Wayne's World. I see a little silhouette of a man Scaramouche, Scaramouche Will you do the fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning Just outside of Chicago Galileo 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 In the basement of this house Wayne's World, Wayne's World Party time, excellent Broadcast history is about to be made Extreme close-up I want you to find out who these guys are and where they do their show. What is this? Mr. Vanderhoff, this is your audience. It's two chimps on a Davenport in a basement. Here I am with the contract for $5,000. Excuse me? Now they're on their way. No way. Way. To fame. Will you still love me when I'm in my carbohydrate sequin jumpsuit? Young girls in white cotton panties, bloated, purple, dead on a toilet face. To fortune. Contractor knows I will not bow to any sponsor. 
do babe heaven. What do you do if every time you see this one incredible woman, you, you think you're gonna hurl? I say hurl. If you blow chunks and she comes back, she's yours. If you spew and she bolts, it was never meant to be. Okay. It's Wade. This is definitely the type of place I'm gonna get when I move out of my parents' house. It's Garth. I love you, Garth. If she were a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln. It's a movie. Wayne's World. Hi, Wayne. It just might be the greatest motion picture ever made. Are you mental? Beelzebub has the devil put aside for me, for me. Wayne's World. Dave, I've got to be honest, I love this movie. Obviously, we've got the Bohemian Rhapsody thing to talk about when we get into it next week, but I love this miles more than Austin Powers, and I give Austin Powers a great score. There will be no heel turn on this one, Dave, Mike Myers' film again. I will not be doing that to you, but I love this movie, exactly for the same reason as you, Dave. I wasn't necessarily a massive rocker at the time, but it just caught me, and there's some proper comedy bits, so I can't wait to go through that one. I I can't wait. I've not watched it for years. I, I'm with you. I absolutely loved it as well. I, I tell you, the, the, there's a few bits that I um, I remember, but I remember watching this at the cinema and just absolutely crying at certain bits. And, and there's one stupid bit where they're doing this whole stealth thing and, and the camera sort of pans back to Garth and he's like, uh, guys... I just fell on my keys. <laughs> and it's just it's stupid, but because you know how much stuff like that, or like standing on Lego or something, how much it hurts. I, I was just absolutely crying. And so, but there is a, a slight word of caution here as well. So, my eldest, a lot of the time, you know, t- kids these days, they just watch YouTube, don't they? This is proper fucking old man radio, isn't it? Um, <laughs> But they watch YouTube, but she's going through a phase of like watching like Saturday Night Live clips and stuff. Yeah. But more recent Saturday Night Live. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll put this on. I'll put on a bit of uh, Wayne's World Saturday Night Live. So I put it on and it went like about fucking five to seven minutes without being funny at all. Like, there was just nothing funny that happened. To to me, even. Never mind the, my daughter, I'm trying to say, look, this is, is going to be really funny. And it was just shit. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, in the end, I just said, oh, no, it's all right. You put, you put your version on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I'm hoping. There, there's so many other things and so many other, like, catchphrases that came out of this I'm sure it's much funnier than uh, that particular random Saturday Night Live clip brilliant absolutely brilliant anyway Dave it's time to go mate so I will see you next time thanks for listening everyone and we'll speak to you next time bye that's it man game over man it's game over what the fuck are we gonna do now what are we gonna do maybe we could build a fire sing a couple of songs huh why don't we try that we better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked his ass.
Yeah, I'm you're crazy. Crazy. Hey, I'm 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 I'